ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode six of Unsolicited Lifting Advice. My name is Sam. My name is Manus. And we have a special guest with us today. Our, uh, our very first guest star. Very first one. It only took six episodes. All uh, right. <laughs> our guest, introduce yourself. I am Doxy F. Uh, Harris. Um, I met these guys back uh, was it probably 2014? I met Manus first. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Chris was my RA. Yeah, I was. Right. <laughs> I had the misfortune of, of that experience. Um, and I'm currently a doctor at uh, Columbia New York Presbyterian, starting my uh, intern year, um, and trying to be an anesthesiologist. So if you guys ever need some, some work done or <laughs> something happens, I'm going to be the one that knocks you out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, um, quick quick fun fact, I guess, before we get into the, the substance and meat of the episode. <laughs> um, so at the end of October, I, I took a fall off yield skateboard, uh, had had this hand in a splint for it was supposed to be a month. It lasted about a week and a half. Um, injuries are important. Kids, don't listen to your doctors. <laughs> Excuse me, do listen to your doctors. <laughs> um, and so I distinctly remember giving Chris that call and like, hey, so. <laughs> and Chris would be like, dude, like, I'm in New York in the middle of a global pandemic. How are you still my first virtual yep. call? <laughs> you managed to make everything about you, Modest. <laughs> I do what I can. Yeah. Uh, so. We thought that it would be wonderful to get some very solicited advice today. We give you one solicited advice, and we have very solicited, studied for, uh, paid lots of money for advice coming to you today. Uh, don't get used to it. It will normally just be us <laughs> rambling about nonsense. Um, so, Manus, why don't you bring up this topic? Because this was something you wanted to do. Um, I obviously am a big fan of it. We're going to talk about it. But uh, this is uh, this is your, your brainchild. So, uh, let's get into it. All right. So, uh with Chris being here and with four years of med school and experience working at a hospital in, in New York <laughs> and all of the work that came into even getting into Georgetown Med, casually just that for you. <laughs> just drop that in there. I, I have the representation. <laughs> it's tattooed on his ass cheeks. Exactly. Too. Uh, the left one, right? <laughs> so with all of that, last episode... There was a, a brief minute where we talked about about supplements. And we went over, hey, instead of just trying to break down every single thing, which we may do in the future, here's, here's just a quick overview of a couple fun ones, um, examine.com for, for all of your supplement information needs. And that covers pretty much anything that you can walk into a store and buy. Now, being the gym, there's a very different sort of supplement, um, some, something that's a little less a little less easily gotten. I'm, I'm not going to say it's especially difficult, yeah. um, but, but something you're not going to buy at, at a Walgreens or CVS. Um, obviously, we're talking about anabolic steroids. Yes. <laughs> and, and so... Yeah. <laughs> Mark McGuire. And so we'll, we'll get into a large discussion about what we think of them and, and everything as well, I'm sure, but I thought it'd be nice to have someone with an, an actual education <laughs> on with us to address this topic Yeah, um, and just talk about what these things actually do to you and and then, you know, have that as our kicking point and see where the discussion takes us. Yeah. Um, all right, so first of all, uh, I guess... None of us ever have done. I have but, not ever taken steroids, mm-hmm. no. Um, I did consider getting some just for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> to take live on air to, to be administered by a doctor. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to have a needle stuck in you, yeah. you probably want. Um, that's, that's okay. Jokes aside, uh, obviously, we, we live more on the natural side of things. Um, no, no judgment at all towards mm-hmm. anything, I think. Um, we've we've talked about this a lot off air, where I think largely it is a personal decision made by an informed adult. Um, as long as you are not using your your steroid use in order to in order to just manipulate others, be like, hey, like you use this, you got these results. And then be like, oh well, like actually, I followed this training program, which mm. you can buy for me for forty nine yes. ninety nine, and as long <laughs> as you do that in six weeks, 
Like, as long as you're not, you're not using that to lie to others, as long as you're being upfront about your use, I, th I think it is a personal choice that should be made by a well-informed adult. And, and that well-informed part is, is where we're kind of getting involved. Yeah, yeah so, you know, um, steroids, and when we think of the, the stuff that people use to, you know, help them gain a little more mass, gain a little more strength, um, they are sort of based on uh, what's sort of naturally occurring in the body's testosterone, um, and pretty much like a lot of the variations, because it's not, you don't just have to inject straight testosterone, they have um, the chemists and all that stuff can rearrange it to still give you some of the similar effect but it is like a normal part of your body and, and without it you know the body starts to fall apart like for for guys i think you hear a lot about like low t and you see all those commercials like here take this supplement and like all of a sudden you'll be having all the sex you want with your wife now mm -hmm. that you're 60s and so um it is you know like i said it is it is sort of a naturally needed component in your body and um when you are going to supplement that or when you want sort of that boost, um, you're just kind of kicking it sort of more into overdrive, um, what it was sort of naturally um, supposed to do, which particularly men, um, you know, when you hit puberty, start getting more testosterone production, um, start building more lean muscle mass, um, the strength is sort of associated with that, then undergoing all the other changes, facial hair, all that stuff, acne, um, that uh, uh, comes when uh, the steroids start getting produced. Um, and so when you are looking into, and it's kind of a, um, like the studies and sort of the benefits or like what are, what are the steroids actually doing, you know, it's really interesting because they'll, they have, they have meta-analyses, they have all these great studies that have kind of looked at um, uh, the effects um, and you know you do see sort of the positive effects and um, increase in muscle mass in particular um, and then a mild increase in strength um, but then when you start getting to like those nasty sort of side effects the adverse effects um, they always will throw in the disclaimer well you know we did the study as best we could but we don't know how honest people are being with their doctors very similar thing to when either of us gets asked <laughs> he drinks a week <laughs> four um, doctor just four <laughs> so you know so studying stuff like that and, and trying to actually get um, uh, like really nailed down what are the, the benefits, what are the harms um, is, is is difficult because like you, like you said um, and I think you were doing like a, a pretty good job of like trying to destigmatize like oh like you're using steroids you're a terrible yeah. person. Um, and you know, to, to each his own. If you understand the risks and you're kind of willing to accept that, that's that's your own choice and your your decision. Um, but it, you know, it is tough to make sort of an informed decision if you don't have the best evidence. I mean, you can go off of what you know and, and what you can read on like Wikipedia or something like that. And in my case, like what we learn in medical school, like what we would expect if this person came in and they were using steroids. Um, it, it's, it's not as, as clear cut and then obviously everybody's so different so they're gonna have different reactions mm -hmm. right. Um, uh, right off the bat. Um, I think, you know, kind of one of the and you don't hear too much about it because there's not, um, they're not really particularly like common conditions, but just yeah. the use of steroids just medicinally as well. Like um, mm -hmm. use of testosterone um, for, like I said, for um, older guys that um, the, they're running low on testosterone, um, but also for kids who, you know, delay puberty, like that will sometimes treat with testosterone to help give them a boost um, to kind of kick it into gear because, you know, sometimes this whole, body thing, like if you're awkward and gangly as <laughs> a teenager, imagine what your body's doing on the inside, it's, 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 it, it, it takes a while to get it going. Um, and uh, some other stuff, they, it was originally used to um, treat like cancer patients, so like if you had like mm. really bad like blood cell cancer, you needed a bone marrow transplant, it was originally part of the treatment and, and sort of like the um, management of, um, I think it's post bone marrow transplant, like um, sort of re constituting um, the immune system and everything so that they can, they're not going to die when someone just like looks at them the wrong way. Mm -hmm. right. um, so steroids in, like I said, when we think of the risks of steroids, because, you know, if I were just to tell you, hey, I'm going to give you this, mm -hmm. you're going to see an increase in muscle mass, you're going to see an increase in strength, maybe not as much as the muscle mass, but, you know, get more muscle, can work, build it up, build up the strength. Um, you'd be like, oh yeah, sure, like, 
<laughs> why wouldn't I do that? I'm going yeah. to the gym to get. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to the gym to to um, work on my physique. Why wouldn't I want something that's um, going to help that? And that's when you know we start talking about the adverse effects. Um, some of the stuff is is mostly to do with like your cardiovascular health. So. Um, it messes with your um, cholesterol levels. Um, it tends to, you tend to see a rise in the quote unquote bad cholesterol LDL um, and a uh, decrease in the good cholesterol, the HDL. Um, so you see sort of risks right there. Um, uh, but again, that's when we think about that. That's sort of more like a long-term risk. That's not you're not going to immediately drop dead. Um, that's tomorrow, Sam's yeah. problem. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and. Uh, you know, it's one of those effects that you're not necessarily going to see the effects from right away. Um, some of the other stuff that is, you know, not necessarily lethal, but um, is kind of what steroids are sort of known for is the roid rage or changes in your personality, your mood, aggressiveness, mm -hmm. irritability. Um, and again, like just kind of looking through the studies, you know, there, there's not like the super conclusive, like, hey, if you do steroids, like you're going to turn into this. Uh, basically human version of the Hulk, mm -hmm. just uh, not green, I guess. Yeah. Um, hopefully. It's, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. But, you know, there is a, a, an association between um, steroid use and a certain percentage of steroid users developing these sort of hypomanic or more increased aggressiveness type symptoms. Um, and then the other stuff that you start to think of is, again, more rare, but, like, you can have cases of, like, liver failure from an interaction that I apparently did not pay attention to in medical school. <laughs> it's just, it's listed. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, kind of uh, real, like, probably first thing you'll start to notice is um, sort of, you know, changes that would have been a good thing, sort of, maybe, as you're yeah. going through 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 puberty, um, uh, as you started to notice uh, how your body was changing, but then you kind of get the reverse effect of that, because mm. what happens is whenever you supplement something in the body, the body tends to respond, oh, well, I'm just getting it from this, I don't need to be, I don't need to be actually making this for myself. Yeah, so that's the guy's ball shrinking kind of yeah, thing. Exactly. You're you're don't need to be you don't need to be producing testosterone naturally because you're getting it this yeah. way. So your testes shrink cuz they're not no. doing what they were designed to be no, doing. No, I think it was Rich Piana that pointed out that if those are smaller, <laughs> other things look bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I I do hope I attribute that quote correctly. But. Rest in peace, Rich Piana. <laughs> oh. So, but in having said that, you know, it can only look so much bigger yeah, <laughs> so that's the other problem that comes with not having sort of your natural uh, testosterone. Your body sort of shutting it down. Uh, you can have um, erectile dysfunction, um, uh, changes in your libido, one way or the other, whether it's increased or decreased. Um, because remember, you know, we can give you straight up testosterone, but usually these are modifications mm -hmm. of testosterone, or they're in the same family and have a similar effect, but they're not testosterone itself. So they're not going to have all the full range of effects that it plays in your body as a as yeah. important. Right. Um, another fun side effect that you can get is uh, gynecomastia. Um, so, if gentlemen, if you want to go from a, a B cup to a double D, it's very possible <laughs> if you're using steroids. Yeah. Um, and that comes from more of uh, actually having too much testosterone. What will then happen is stuff starts to get sort of filtered down other pathways, mm. and you see more um, conversion to estrogen and, and um, the changes associated with. Um, having too much estrogen um, just in general in males is you know increased yeah uh, increased fat deposits <laughs> yeah. in your chest so uh, that can be um, do you want tits uh, <laughs> are you sure <laughs> um and then you know you have like the sort of other i won't call them milder side effects but to some extent parts of your body will be affected mm -hmm. by taking something that is as important as testosterone as a hormone. Mm -hmm. um, acne is another sort of big thing. Um, yeah, the pepperoni back pepperoni stuff. Back yeah. Stuff. yeah. Oh, my back hurts just thinking about <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, a lot of the stuff is, uh, again, it's, it's how long will it take this stuff to sort of develop. Um, some people uh, build differently. Maybe they mm -hmm. won't develop, you know, the testicular shrinkage, all that stuff in the same time frame or whatever, any of the other side effects. Um, and so when you're kind of going into, if you were to make the decision, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this to help um, boost
boost my own um, my, my, my my gains as it was. <laughs> it's um, it's it, it, it can be tough to, to to see like well like you know maybe I'm one of the lucky ones maybe I won't mm -hmm. get uh, all these bad side effects. So. Yeah, I think it's it's I guess as we kind of move forward in this discussion, foundationally is you should speak with the doctor yes. if this is something you're considering whether it's for personal use or if you are getting into high level bodybuilding let's be completely honest all of those guys yeah you're, if they're competing at olympia you're, level you're on stage as an yeah. IFBB pro you're yeah and and that was really taboo like I, for a long time arnold and them that whole era denied using steroids at all yeah. and obviously as the years progressed and it became more and more acceptable they're like oh yeah we was like well Duh, but it's, it's becoming this, yeah, it's becoming uh, more and more. And I I will say like on that note, uh, the the way that I started this off with the hey like it's a personal choice and mm -hmm. as long as I've had time to think about how I wanted to phrase all of that, which is why it was so concise. Um, I think one of the little things that comes in there is kind of a devaluing of the achievement because oh you use steroids like okay yes. no this is still just. You could use steroids, and and that isn't gonna get you there. Yeah, there there's still just an unreal amount of work that goes there. Yeah, like every single thing that's in play, in natural bodybuilding is still in play there. This is just an an additional yeah factor. Yeah, it um, just helps. It helps with recovery. Obviously, there's the ability to gain more muscle mass as you increase your natural test or increase your testosterone levels via. Uh, whether D-ball, trend, whatever combination of chemicals you end up yeah. taking. Uh, but, yeah, no, you definitely need – I think you put it perfectly. This doesn't devalue Remy or Phil Heal or any uh, of them. Like, no. yeah, they, they're still in the gym for seven hours a day. Yeah. <clears throat> Their nutrition is still on point. This isn't a, yeah, a, this, a, it's, it's a not free a, ride in any way, shape, or form. It is not grabbing control. You're like, up, up, RBX, X, yeah. down. Like, <laughs> That, it doesn't just automatically get you there. I like the and GTA one and not the Konami go. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, regardless of... You you could use this and still... Just statistically, you you still wouldn't get up, up there. Yeah. And so, hey, like, kind of just... If we frame this from a discussion of, yeah, this isn't... Do you want to use the cheat code or not? And it's just, hey, this is... Do you want the des this desired... And mm -hmm. knowing that comes with these caveats. Yeah. Um, I know, like, with like with myself personally, I think the biggest thing that stops me from looking at using them is because it's, like, when I stop and think about about doing things naturally, and I'm like, this, this is already an overwhelming amount of information to try to just fine-tune and, and, like, okay what's important, what's not, when, like, going through all the nuance of when do I want to use this, when is this applicable, mm -hmm. um, what am I stressing about, like, something like, uh, for example, I personally don't use BCAAs, um, something like that's, it's just not, it hasn't been shown to do enough where in my mind I'm like, that's, it's worth it. Mm -hmm. um, so it does something. But I'm like, there's there are so many factors in natural bodybuilding that that now you're just bringing in another factor. You're bringing in another another variable that I personally don't understand nearly as well. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I already have a difficult enough time with all these things I need to manage. I would much rather just focus on that and see where I get. Yeah. Nutrition and working out are hard enough to get right. Uh huh. Get right. I quoted there for those only listening, <laughs> but that's hard enough to do well alone. And then you're adding in this X factor of, uh, of, of exogenous hormones. And again, like you said, the literature is still a little, you know, people haven't been super honest about what they're doing. So it's kind of hard to make large conclusive statements. Yeah, I, th I think the fact that was kind of most surprising, because, you know, when you hear about steroids, you think about like, oh, like Major League Baseball, the Olympics and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But I think the, the statistic that was kind of like, uh, was like surprising to me when we were reading about this was that one to three million Americans have used some form of androgenic anabolic steroid, um, whether it was uh, for weight, uh, whether it was for weightlifting purposes or, or uh, um, some fitness goals mm -hmm. um, or um, one of the 
sort of other medical uses that you can use it for. But I still thought that that was a pretty significant number, and even then, it still may be underreported just because people aren't comfortable talking about yeah. it, yeah. Um, thinking that you know, like almost similar to like hard like like Schedule One drugs or yeah. something like that. Like, um, so, and, and and the other thing that I think you guys were kind of trying to, to get at because you hear sort of like the buzzwords nutrition and then like um, how much working out and like how much time you put in the gym and stuff like that you know at the end of the day your body's going to do what it's going to do at, at sort of baseline and in response to those things mm-hmm. you have you have your own sort of blueprint genetically speaking that will respond in a certain way to these things and some people will respond by you know massive gains of their muscles but then also you know maybe developing some sort of um like some dietary issue or something like that mm-hmm. um so it's all of this is again like like you were saying these are sort of pieces that you can consider when you're kind of wanting to pursue sort of um, a fitness goal or um, uh, or change how you want to eat but at the end of the day like how you respond to it is going to be um, very just much on yourself and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's it's it can be tough <coughs> comparing it to somebody else who all of a sudden had this huge you know <laughs> boost in their either their performance or um, got the physique that they wanted and yeah. it's taking you a little bit longer yeah and that i mean i think right there at the end you had a lot of good things one is everyone's different genetically so what works for me won't necessarily work for monis will work for you and then we're men so then women have a whole nother set of things that they have to be working out when they want to make these fitness goals uh and then comparing yourself to others and like that's not, you shouldn't be getting into to any, really weightlifting in general, but definitely not into extracurriculars if, if it's, oh, I want to look like that guy. It's like, oh, yeah, well, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that goes into why he looks that way. Maybe steroids is one of them. Right now, I'm not going to look like Rami. I could start today. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You will never look like that guy. I will never look like The Rock. I'm like, yeah. it, 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 there's just, you know, and then I think you brought this up another episode, but like all the way down to like muscle insertions, like, you physically have, like, your lats in certain different places than another person. So there's no way you're going to 100% look like any other person other than you. Yeah. So if that's just reason why you're thinking about, oh, let me dabble into to upping my supplement regimen to this, it's like, well, that's that's a big red flag. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's taking a very major decision for exactly the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, and in the end, that's, that's where that well-informed bit comes in. Um, because at, at that point, if you if you think that's how it works, at somewhere along the way, you've been misinformed. Yeah. And and in that case, you're taking something that comes with major major just lifestyle changes, and you have an expectation of well, that means I'll achieve this. Mm-hmm. And when that's not true, okay, if you knew that wasn't true, would you still have done it? And, and again. When we frame this, we're, I think, I think especially just with the like for so long it was such a taboo thing that even just talking about it makes it sound like we're going back in that framing. We're not. It's mm-hmm. just like and any sort of major lifestyle change should be well informed, and this, yeah. this definitely falls into that that category. Yeah. So we've talked about steroids per, purely for the the kind of competition reasons Mm -hmm. you brought up testosterone replacement which is something that's kind of gaining popularity now uh people i follow joe rogan talks about it and the process that he went through was step one to go to a doctor and they do your blood work and they say okay let's check and see what's happening right now Mm -hmm. and then they go okay what's your diet look like they try to dial that in once you get the diet what's your sleep like try to dial that in what's your activity level they go through all these steps and then if at the end they go okay how do we get you back to normal Mm -hmm. and again normal is the baseline i assume they would have established via all the blood work and stuff then we can talk about whether it's taking testosterone or for i think for some people you can just tweak your diet tweak your exercise and that helps a lot past a certain age although i i I think that you just kind of stop producing it and 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 lose the levels before i mean yeah, as you get older, your body starts to <laughs> say, yeah, I'm done with this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's not just going to hopefully crap out all at once. But, uh, yeah, the, the amount of testosterone that you produce as you age goes down. Um, and so there are certain age-related sort of norms that that's what we're kind of measuring against. Um, and, you know, then you sort of have the, the, the side effects that come with that, um, low energy, um, 
reduction in libido, um, possibly erectile dysfunction, all that stuff, um, loss of just in general muscle mass, mm -hmm. um, which is both sort of a natural process of aging, but as you're losing the normal sort of level of testosterone that your body was used to, it's going to also have an effect mm -hmm. um, as well. Um, so the testosterone replacement therapy, um, to be honest, I haven't seen too much of it or heard of it because I see most of my most of my stuff comes from like the commercials that you see yeah. before, or, like the weird <laughs> the weird advertisements with like the seventy year old that looks like he's fifty or yeah, something yeah. like that. It's like the eugenics or whatever that I think it is. Um, I haven't seen too many patients in my experience that were on a form of testosterone replacement therapy, and mm -hmm. I, I, again, I think it's sort of one of those things where you know, if you're coming in, like you said, with, uh, you know, not feeling like myself, low energy, um, things aren't working the way they used to, the, the you know, the doctor's going to kind of work you through all of this other stuff first before mm -hmm. kind of seeing like, oh yeah, well maybe we should, you know, check your testosterone and see where that's at. Yeah. Um, and again, but like we talked about with the side effects for steroids, same sort of side effects yeah. for, for testosterone yeah. replacement. Um, Delivery methods are a little bit different. So for when we think of um, anabolic steroids that you would use in, um, in a, uh, like a, a fitness sort of setting, um, or for the other medicinal, it's usually pills or injections, um, whereas testosterone replacement therapy has both the pill options, but then also has sort of these um, uh, creams that you can mm. apply um, and um, don't necessarily, you can avoid, <laughs> avoid the needles with that. But um, those come with sort of like the interesting, sort of interesting um, slew side effects where like if you are using sort of a cream like that like you're applying it to your shoulder you have to be very careful about what you sort of touch afterwards mm, yeah say you're a parent and you have <laughs> yeah. a child yeah <laughs> you can there's there, there's 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 a funny there's a the, there's a funny league episode about this but like it, it can happen like early virilization of the, of the kid from having too much contact like, yeah it's not just yeah like if you accidentally touch them once yeah. it's not going to it's not chemical trigger, x but yeah, yeah. trigger the puberty cascade at the age of three yeah. but it, it like you know if you're not being careful if you're like sort of just rubbing it over yourself mm -hmm. and you know that that's that's definitely a risk that you can see affecting <laughs> giving, giving grandma <laughs> not hug. just yourself yeah. but <laughs> yeah so i i guess the the takeaway from that would be uh you don't need test boosters under the age of oh well definitely like our age like no yeah. one our age should be going to gnc and getting a test booster essentially yeah because if if, if you're kind of at that point we might have other issues mm -hmm. that um probably need to be dealt with before yeah. <laughs> uh you start uh supplementing that and um you know again like especially at, at, <laughs> I can't imagine like me in medical school thinking like shit is my testosterone <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired all the time yeah. I'm gaining weight I'm losing muscle mass like or it could just be do I need the, sleep the three hours of studying I have to do after going to clinic for <laughs> nine hours yeah so, um, yeah I think it, I think at this age if, uh, you'd have to start sort of noticing more other physical symptoms yeah like erectile dysfunction or other stuff to kind of maybe start to trigger that discussion it's more and as we get older 40 sort of 50 where you kind of start having that you can maybe start having that conversation mm -hmm. with, um, I'm not saying you can't have that conversation I'm saying it would probably be a better time than yes. at the age of, of 25 like more advisable <laughs> than to at 25 I need to boost my test like no I think you just need to sleep and stop drinking Monster maybe water how about water <laughs> just every now and then yeah <laughs> Um, also, for, this is this is broccoli. These these are what vegetables look like. <laughs> and for um, guys, sort of more like myself, who are trying to get once you know the whole COVID thing, and we can go to gyms and not have to wear masks and mm -hmm. act like we're dying of asthma. Like, yeah. <laughs> but for guys like me, who um, you know could stand to like put on some more muscle and, and start getting back more into a fitness routine, um, the just you know the benefits of like reducing just your your natural body fat can also be sort of a natural boost to your testosterone because your the, the fat cells have an enzyme that can actually convert it sort of back into estrogen mm. can, um, it's called an aromatase um, it's a fancy science word for basically instead of make testosterone oh now you're getting some extra estrogen no. so um it's sort of other natural way to boost your t is just exercising and, mm -hmm. and, and losing yeah. losing weight essentially yeah, yeah. Um, like to that's to a level though, right? Like I, I think oh, yeah. from my understanding, like you start getting like stage lean at that point. Oh yeah. 
testosterone. <clears throat> Excuse me, testosterone just like doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not like you're gonna. <laughs> it's like you keep working out. You're just gonna never ending cycle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's biological limits to <laughs> some of this yeah, stuff. That's this for the same reason that when you supplement testosterone um, artificially, the rest of the body kind of shuts down. It's sort of natural production. Your body has its own ways of saying, okay, we're making too much of this. Let's tone it down mm-hmm. a little bit, guys. Like, we're, we're, we're at a good level now. And yeah. um, that's kind of just how the, just normal self-regulation that your body can do. And mm-hmm. what you were talking about, like, yeah, you're not just constantly yeah. <laughs> never-ending cycle of testosterone. Sure. The uh, age-old adage of, like, yeah, your stage lean bodybuilder who just can't get hard because he's a stage lean bodybuilder. Yeah, <laughs> your body doesn't have enough anything yeah. to do other. It's like all systems diverted to keeping you alive right now. Yeah, we'll work on boners after <laughs> after <laughs> sustained oxygen <laughs> oxygenating the blood. Yeah. yeah, and and to like the the cutoff, like it's the same reason why you can't have a let's call it a five hundred calorie a week deficit. And lose the same amount of weight every single week. Eventually, your body goes, whoa, whoa, "Whoa, what's going on? We need to," because your body doesn't really want to lose weight in the in in the traditional sense of like cutting down to that level. Yeah. Like, obviously, you want to maintain I mean, a healthy that, balance, that level, but definitely. like uh-huh. the idea of constantly losing weight at the same rate freaks you. Because like, oh, we're starving because no food around. We got to start yeah. keeping stuff. Yeah. And also, like that's where you you have to like assess. We're going in into side things, but like that's oh, where no. how how strange oh, no. how, how <laughs> <is character? laughs> um, like you you have to. I personally do it every three to four pounds, um, but you have to reevaluate your calories just because you know it, if you start off at at two hundred pounds and you cut down to like one hundred and fifty pounds. There's a lot less you. That's a quarter of you. That, that is a quarter. <laughs> yeah, and so and. Obviously, I purposely went extreme. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but like, the diet that lost you a pound a week at your starting point probably would put weight on at that at that end point. Yeah. So you you have to just adjust as you go. And yeah. And then realize it take like just the timeline is going to change. Even if you are correctly have the you're at the right deficit. Yeah. If you're you know a couple months into trying to lose weight. You're, again, your body's trying to like trying to figure out why am I losing all this mass? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And then you gotta. I mean, that's why the concept of like refeed periods, where you get your body back into the okay, we're in a good surplus now. We can, you know, uh, uh, afford to lose some more weight, kind of stuff. Because yeah, you can't just go downward like that forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you just can't. <laughs> Um, and then there's what you can lose, like your bones. Okay, I guess you could lose bone density. The easiest way to lose like 20 pounds is just take off your arm. Yeah, chop a leg off. <laughs> push you to sleep for that. That was one of the wildest things of like old school medicine was like, here's a rag and some bourbon. Mm, I'm going to start sawing. <laughs> and then that was like, all right, yeah, this is a good idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you had a and, uh, oh, and also having three or four people to to hold the person down. Yeah. You know, your, your your body doesn't like it when you start cutting stuff. Off. <laughs> uh, and I like I, I I don't think just because now we're talking about amputations. Um, I don't think people realize unless you've actually broken a bone how painful it is. To, oh yeah. To, to break a bone, <laughs> you have a ton of nerves that run through it. It's it's very like like when we see like a skeleton, we're like oh it's just like hard stuff. But yeah. There's like a ton of there's a marrow and there's blood vessels and everything like that. And um, it, it's it's incredibly incredibly painful to mm-hmm. just <laughs> soft yeah. Because it's not even just like a break where it's like snap and then yeah. you your body like ow. And this is saw saw continually. And, yeah. Uh, Definitely makes me glad that my profession came around. Yeah, yeah, the anesthesiologist. Yeah. <laughs> Less so for anesthesiologists. Yeah. <laughs> so I can feel... I mean, I've heard of the people who, like, wake up mid-surgery or whatever, yeah. and, like, e- either they can't move or, like, they can feel, like, stuff being pulled. They can't maybe feel the acute pain, yeah. but there's, like, I something's happening, and my body's like, mm. Yeah. So I think the... So to two points to that. So I think the the weirdest thing that I going through like my rotations when I got to my OB gyn rotation it was seeing C sections for the mm-hmm. first time. 
um, because uh, the, the mom's still awake, they do what's called a, a spinal, um, a, a, either a spinal block or an epidural um, to essentially numb pain down. Uh, ideally, you want an epidural, but sometimes, you know, if it's if you're, you're, you're either not as good, if, mm-hmm. if you were like me trying to do an epidural now, you'd be turning it into a spinal. What'd you order again? Yeah. Uh, that, this is close enough. <laughs> or uh, if, if you know you... Uh, to choose one or the other but essentially what you're doing is is you're taking away pain and you know like the you're not gonna be able to really feel your legs not really gonna be able to move but you take away sharp pain mm. um you still have the sensation of pressure and i wouldn't exactly call it dull pain but you know you can feel or the, or the mom can feel sort of the pulling yeah and and and, and unfortunately the tearing that goes on when like the they're delivering the baby because mm-hmm. you know under um under an ideal c-section condition you know it's planned you know the mom got their time everything's yeah good but under you know like sort of not i won't call it an emergency situation because at that point we're just gonna we're just gonna knock you out and get yeah. the baby out as fast as possible but it's sort of like a semi-urgent like baby's not looking so great we might want to hurry this up mm-hmm. um the it can um I mean, you're gonna you're gonna feel that yeah. <laughs> in one way or the other. It's mm-hmm. just, and same thing with like just a natural delivery as well. I mean, if we give you an epidural, you are still going to feel the pressure. Mm. Um, you mentioned uh, about people being aware during surgery or like waking up, um, and it definitely happens, but it's not as common as you sort of think. Mm. Um, like it's not like it, I, I my in my limited experience of um, I would say a couple months of watching anesthesia procedures i've never seen and a lot of my attendings that i've talked to they've they've never seen it but again do they actually know if the patient had this yeah. yeah maybe they were aware they just couldn't they just didn't say it couldn't speak or anything they either didn't remember it or um the because because that's the thing like the anesthesia the, the the medications we use it's uh some of them are you know it, it's versed will affect your short-term memory yeah. and, and your ability to form new memory so you know maybe you were awake and you just don't remember which is probably for the best um but we have what this, a weird like <laughs> we it have, happened can't remember so it didn't happen <laughs> see normally when we make that statement we're not talking about general anesthesia no 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 uh, i'm talking about generalized bourbon <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so we have this um this concept um called mac which is uh it's a basically acronym for fancy science words but what mac is, is essentially is like the sort of level of anesthesia that you're um at for a particular um for a particular drug so like at a level of one mac we would expect 50 percent of people to not feel surgical stimulus so the first mm. decision so that's what when 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 we say oh like we're gonna give them one mac of this this drug that's what that means it's 50 percent, and then you can obviously go up to like however much mac you want mm-hmm. so yeah if you're like a, if you're like a two mac or three mac yeah you, then you start getting more into like the like 99 percent of people won't yeah. feel surgical stimulus or, or something like that I've, I've, i'm forgetting the exact numbers but there is what we call mac aware which is kind of where like it's like i think it's a level of like 0.3 or something like that and that's where like you can feel stuff and you're mm. just not going to be you're just not going to necessarily be there <laughs> enough to respond to yeah um so we we play around a lot with that especially because when surgery is done we, we want to wake you up and make sure that you can breathe on your own yeah you know it was a really long case and we know that we're going to leave the tube and get you up to icu so we will start you know playing with like turning off the gas you mm-hmm. know maybe having like you know the propofol sticks ready just in case like you're waking up a little too early and you're still closing <laughs> the door yeah, yeah, yeah. and we need to just say, shh go back <laughs> um uh, so uh it is is definitely one of until you actually sort of do it, you don't really get to appreciate the, the balancing act that is bringing someone, both putting someone into a coma and then bringing them out of it yeah. in a timely fashion so that the surgeons don't yell at you because you know, they have to start the next case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recently saw a video of Steve-O, and I, it's kind of been floating around, but he's yeah. like, you can't knock me out on the king of pain, and they do something, and then he's, and it's like, it's that... Because I've had a couple, so I had a major knee surgery. ACL was ruptured, so I had that repaired. I've had wisdom teeth taken out, yeah. and it's like for my ACL. I remember going, being wheel. You know, you, they put you in the gown. You know, the doctor came in and made sure it's this knee, and I started to be like, I ooh, 
Is it that? Yeah, I hope it's that. <laughs> like double checking, and then I remember them wheeling me in, or they gave me something kind of on the way, yeah. and I remember them wheeling me in, and I'm like, oh, "That's pretty cool. I wonder when it's gonna." And then I was waking up. Yeah. Like there were, there's, there's yeah. no like, it's not a drift off where you count it. It is. I was looking around like, oh, this is kind of cool, talking to people, and then I was waking up very slowly. <laughs> it's like kind of pulling yourself out of mud. They had these like. Because they had these things on my feet that were, like, alternating pressure or whatever. Yeah. And that was the first thing I remember. I'm like, what is going on with my feet? <laughs> and then you just slowly come to, and, like, then your eyes come back. And you're just looking around yeah. like, all right, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, that reminds me of, uh, so I had four teeth removed when I got braces. And I had a similar sort of, okay, like, going into it was just... We're having a conversation. I think the last thing I remember was just, hey, so, like, what are you planning on doing with the rest of the day? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, and then the lights were off. Uh, someone might have been home. Um, <laughs> and, and I remember coming to, and they had a wheelchair just right there ready for me. It's like, all right, we're going to wheel you out to the car. And I remember specifically, like, no, it's fine. Like, I'll just walk. And like, no, we're going to wheel you out to the car. It's like, no, like, I, I got it. Like, I feel great. Don't worry about it. Um, like, I appreciate you, but don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> uh, and and I, dis- I distinctly remember uh, one, one of the doctors being like, oh, you know what? All right, man, just do me a favor. Just stand up for me, all right? Just take, stand up and take one step at me. I'm like, absolutely. I stand up. I'm still holding on to the chair. I'm like, see? And he's like, all right, one step. I'm like, okay. Just immediately, he like, immediately has to catch me. He's like, all right, so, so wheelchair. I'm like, wheelchair. I came through after my wisdom to surgery. I was sitting up in the chair. And the the one of the dental assistants, I'm not sure of her actual title, I apologize to her, but I don't know, maybe she's a doctor, who knows. But her name was Sam, and I remember that when she's going in, and that's my name. And I remember I think I remember reading her name tag and it said Sam, and I'm like, oh hey, my name's Sam too. And I in my head I was being smooth, I was cool, <laughs> she was cute, and then she goes, Yes, it is. And I'm like, I've said this seven times in a row, haven't I? And I'm just remembering this one. Cool. I'm going to shut up now and just sit here. <laughs> but the way it was like, the way you talk to a child, like, yes, it is. And I'm like, damn it, I've said this a bunch of times, haven't I? All right. I'm going to sit here and sulk now. <laughs> so I still don't have any good, like, person coming to story. Like, what was like, the funniest thing they said? So I haven't gotten really any, yeah. any good ones. I'm sure you'll get. I, I will. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'll have them, like, I, I'm still waiting for like the first like oh yeah that was that because <laughs> um, you can get I, I think for the most part most people when they're coming out of it they'll you know obviously not know what's going on and they, they don't really fight you we had a, had a couple people fight you and mm-hmm. uh, my favorite memory from one of my favorite OR memories from med school was uh, the five foot two surgery resident standing on or like essentially like pinning the patient on the bed while we wheeled him to the bathroom. <laughs> we were just kind of like, here you go. <laughs> we don't have any more fat enough, so we're going to break that up. Um, because the, 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 it was like a 70-year-old guy, and he like woke up and just started crashing. And yeah. so I'm holding one arm. The, uh, the other nerve, the circulating nurse is holding the other arm. The surgery resident starting to climb up because like, <laughs> he's starting to like jump <laughs> Kids are also ridiculously strong. Really? Kid coming out of anesthesia. That that guy wasn't like I could at least hold his hold his arm down. Yeah. Like, you know, stay. You're not you're not going in. Yeah. But kids, because they just I mean, it's like like you hear about people like who do PCP and they just all of a sudden like they're like you know lifting a car or some shit like that or like getting tasered 15 times. Kids have essentially it's just. No realization of what's going on. They start moving every which way. Yeah. You can't hold them down. Jeez. They start slipping through. And they're <laughs> small, so you can't be as, I guess, forceful with yeah, them because yeah. you don't want to hurt them. So it's, like, it's just the worst worst scenario. So if you get a like, very upset kid coming out of anesthesia, those are sometimes almost way worse than, than um, adults because also for the most part with adults, you can you know, always have, like, well, again, the back of six approach. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they have all that unrealized muscular potential yeah. just shooting out of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that fight or flight kicks in. They don't even know what's happening. The, the same sort of thing as uh, you mentioned with like PCP and and, and like lifting cars up. Like the mothers who like, like 
break things in the process, but just pick a car up when their kid's underneath. Yeah. And just, there, there's yeah. something, I don't even know how, I don't nearly know enough to try to explain that. Well, but. actually, to your point, it's your muscles, it, no, it's your nerves telling your muscles not to hurt yourself. Yeah. In those situations, like when when those situations are like going on, like when if you try to pick up a car now, yeah. your body would be like, no, yeah. you do something stupid. But um, in in those cases where you sort of some, you block that mm-hmm. <laughs> that nerve connection to the muscles, and then they can just go to town and do what uh, they were supposed to do. That's when you get those scenarios. You will also snap your muscles off your your bones, yeah, tear ligaments and stuff like that. Um, the and and to really sort of. Um, sort of may illustrate that point whenever you see someone that gets struck by a lightning and you see them like shoot off 10 feet the lightning didn't do that that was their muscles <laughs> like <laughs> get out <laughs> yeah. that was not that was not that, like because because lightning it's 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 electric it's just current yeah like, nothing like that no what's 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 moving them or like if you've ever shocked yourself and, and you shoot back Part of that is reflexive mm-hmm. in that scenario, but like if a lightning bolt struck you, you're not gonna, not really gonna have any reflexes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your muscles just all in one sort of uncoordinated motion firing and yeah. you like taking off <laughs> ten, 10 feet. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so oh, that might be my new favorite medical fun fact. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, because, like, it's one of those things that you don't think about. Like, you're like, oh yeah, when someone gets struck by lightning, like you know, like they, they, they get thrown yeah, yeah. Like, thousands like, upon probably, yeah. thousands of volts yeah, or watts probably, or yeah, something to do with like the, the, the unit of measurement. I, I, yeah. I, I, some force associated yeah. with this. I didn't, I didn't pay attention to physics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, and I was like, oh, that makes so much more sense. That is so wild. Your body's just like not here. <laughs> Anywhere but here. <laughs> um, I, that does somewhat remind me of. Um, I know this. This is a theory. At least last, last I read about it, it was a theory. Um, but like when when you're going for a lift and and your arm's stuck and it's just like shaking, you're slowly getting that weight up. It's like okay, like your nerves are telling telling your muscle to stop. You're gonna hurt yourself, and then your brain's be like, no, like belay that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, I'm. You might have sent that I to me because I was thinking the exact same thing here where it's like your nerves are going, no, 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 but then your body's like, no, we know we can do this. Like, we've done this before, and it's that weird interplay yeah. of you literally fighting yourself to to allow yourself to do it. I'm just mentally picturing, at that point, my body's a pirate ship, and it's, it's, uh, it's Captain Barbosa oh, yeah. and uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Belay that. Like, belay that. Belay that. Belay that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's guys who will tear biceps, like yeah. lifting. That's like oh, deadlifting is the one that gets it a lot. Um, I saw I saw footage last week of someone going for a preacher curl, and tearing it, and then just it, you see? It, it just settles <laughs> and like right at the top. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh yeah, like, it just okay. rolls like a fruit roll up to the uh-huh. top of your shoulder. <laughs> so so when we did preacher curls yesterday, guess what was going through my oh, yeah. mind the entire time. <laughs> Uh, we're, oh, circling back to, to what we originally started talking about, um, steroids can have an impact on like the sort of the integrity of, of um, skin and like mm. tendons and bones and stuff like that. So it's actually probably more likely that you will injure yourself. Really? Using steroids because of how um, we, we see it sometimes with like um, uh, not not necessarily the, like the sex hormones, but like um, cortisol. Um, but again. To make testosterone, you can go through cortisol at some point. So yeah, you're yeah. gonna get some of that like uh, crossing over effects. But um, yeah, they just the, the I'm, I'm the forgetting the more medical term for it. But essentially, like the just it, it, the just body structures start to sort of more start to break down um, because even though it's an anabolic hormone, well, you need to go somewhere for mm-hmm. what you need to make. Stuff, yeah, so, um, you can see. You know, yeah, I mean, thermodynamics still yeah. is in play. You're not, you're not creating matter. Yes. <laughs> Weakness of um, ligaments and tendons, and then that a very unfortunate Jeez. scenario yeah. happens more likely. Um, and you put on all this size now, say, and you your strength, yeah, so yeah. Like you're, you're, really, you're really running the risk. It's this weird, like, this yeah. way kind of thing. Yeah. Those videos are absolutely wild. I want to see. There's a, People, like, ripping muscles. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, not a not a fan of uh, uh-uh. of injuries I, I like in it. any way, shape, or form. I like it when the things stay connected to where they're supposed to stay connected. Yeah, yeah. When I did when I hurt my knee, like I didn't know I had ruptured my ACL, mm-hmm. but I remember. I don't even remember a ton of like acute pain when it happened. I remember it was I was we were playing flag, flag football with the numerals, running into the end zone, and the guy he just ran into the side of me. Uh, and I remember rolling, you know, like because I scored, obviously. And I stand obviously. up, and I'm like, ooh, no. I go down, and I remember kind of, like, shaking, like, the, you know, my leg's shaking. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's different. <laughs> and I could tell, like, because, you know, I'm, I'm down there. They bring me ice. And our uh, our quarterback, shout out Luke Reddick, um, his mother, who is also, he's actually a surgeon now, ironically. Or ironically. <laughs> but he could have helped, couldn't have helped me there, though. But his mother was also uh, a doctor, and she was on the sidelines. And so she came over, and she's looking at it, and she, I'm describing what it was. And she's like, yeah, I think you tore a ligament. And I'm like, nah, that's not it. Because, <laughs> you know, I know know better than a literal doctor uh, but I remember standing up and I didn't play because I could tell like I just knew like if I plant my femur is going to go one way and my tibia and fibula are going to go the other way so I sat out the rest of the game didn't get an ambulance I actually went to an exam the next day I had to be care like I slept at a buddy's uh, uh buddy's dorm closer to where the classroom was and they literally had to carry me over and then like I think I got crutches from somewhere and I limped back afterwards mm-hmm. but then I went to the doctor and uh they're like yeah no they, they did the MRI yeah. and they're like you see the space right here and I'm like yeah <laughs> yeah there either. should be a little white band of a tendon or a, a ligament excuse yeah. me right there it's not there like at all like you ruptured this so let's uh <laughs> schedule the surgery like okay <laughs> Thinking back to both of mine, I've never tore a ligament. I'm going to knock on some wood right yeah. now. Um, with, with the two injuries I've had, there's the ankle from soccer where I uh, had a slide tackle coming from behind, um, immediately just went numb, uh, got helped off. But I played the second half. <laughs> went, I played the entirety of the second half. Yeah. Ooh, adrenaline. Um, <laughs> And then with, with the wrist, uh, I didn't even notice anything that night. Uh, came home, just like cleaned up my cuts, mm-hmm. uh, went to bed. And then the next morning, went to take my blanket off myself, um, moved the hand over, tried to pick up the blanket, and just the blanket didn't move, and I had just shooting pain go, go up. <laughs> and, and that was when, when, uh, <laughs> when Chris got a call. Yeah. <laughs> To be fair, uh, luckily most of my friends and you guys included, like you, you don't completely abuse that call me. But I always love it when like like people are like, oh yeah, like my friend's a doctor, like I like I can call him or like or, or when family members like mm-hmm. ask that kind of advice because pretty much like our default is gonna be like, okay, like we'll listen to your symptoms. We'll be like, oh okay. Uh, yeah, so you should go see this other doctor and have them actually take yes. a look. Like, I, I feel like the number. I think that's what ended up happening with yeah. you. Is like because like way you were describing it, but like I can't like take a look at your. Wrist. Oh, so you I can't. can't so you around. can't remotely run yeah. an MRI. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just like Bonus, I think you just need to go to an urgent care and get an X-ray. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's not much I can do for you here, but. I appreciate your trust in me. Yeah. That being said. <laughs> well, I, I think at least in my case, um, like anecdotally, my mom always talks about whenever I complain about, about, hey, this hurts, or I feel sick, my mom hits just like code red panic <laughs> yeah. because she's like, the amount of pain you must be in in order to verbally acknowledge it. <laughs> um, and so I, I think it's that same sort of symptom of like, hey, like, you know, I'll, I'll bother you, yeah. I but like, I don't, don't want to be showing up to emergency care and then having be like, this is a pack of ice, use it for 20 minutes, yeah, yeah. leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, like, kind of just like, hey, like, I need you to validate that this is worth going <laughs> yeah, to an emergency room. I definitely played, like, a whole, like, second half of a football game with what I think is a sprained foot, mm-hmm. and I played the rest of the season on that because again like you get hurt and that's a more contact heavy sport so you know you get bumps and bruises blah 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 and i remember landing on a foot funny and the next day being kind of stiff but like that's kind of normal and you know it wasn't terrible but i remember like a week or two later i was sitting in the senior lounge 
and just with my feet up, and my buddy came up and slapped my foot, and I almost punched him in the face. Like, oh, hey, buddy. But again, like, I, I didn't say anything that, you know, whatever, that's kind of just happens. But I'm like, yeah. to this day, I'm like pretty sure I sprained my foot somehow during that because planting on it hard gave me pain. Like, I could push off it pretty well, and I, I was a lineman, so I had needed my feet, but planting really hard hurts. Yeah. I didn't. I, I kind of knew how to stop without yeah. giving myself pain, but I'm like, ooh, I probably like looking back. I'm like, I probably should have had someone look at that in some capacity, but eh. yeah. And that's the <laughs> thing, with, especially with, uh, with lig ligamentous injuries. Um, you know, if it's like an ACL or PCL, something that we can actually fix, sure, we'll do that, and we'll you know either reconstruct it or repair it. But when you start getting into like these little you know, ligaments of mm -hmm. your foot, especially around your ankle, because you have a, a significant number of ligaments just all around um, the, the ankle joint. And when you roll your ankle, probably very likely that you sprained something, but then what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Because it's not like you can go in and, and replace a ligament. And ligaments, <laughs> unfortunately, are, you know, one of the body's tissues that are the hardest to heal because mm -hmm. they don't have good blood supply. It's the same thing with cartilage and why you go on to develop... Um, um, osteoarthritis is because cartilage has a very, very bad blood supply. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have blood, you don't have nutrients, you have stuff to repair the cells, yeah. help them um, grow new ones. Um, so once you sort of, you know, having said that, if you decided to go to the doctor, you'd probably be like, okay, well, ice it, rest yeah. it, keep it <laughs> elevated. You know, maybe wear a brace every once in yeah. a while. But I promise you that, you know, seven years from now, it's still never going to be the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, the foot's fine now, so I guess whatever it was uh, wasn't. See, I I still feel it in my ankle when it rains. <laughs> I, if, if we have, like, a real high humidity day, I just need to wake up. I'll know. <laughs> yeah. um, and it just, again, like, so, like major core theme <laughs> not, not that I'm like telling you guys that I read your podcast but probably the biggest core theme of these episodes will be everybody is different yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no we so, talked yeah, about that day one yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure almost every single episode yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like remember this isn't like we're giving you we're telling you things that work for us. For us. And, <laughs> or, or have worked. Like, yeah. like, hey, this is how it went for a client. This is how it went in this case. Mm -hmm. These are trends. Yeah. But there's a reason why, like, like the first thing we kicked off this with, when like when we started digging into the mean substance of, of um, anabolic steroids, was if you want to see how this will affect you, talk to a doctor. Talk to a doctor. We brought one here with <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> mu much as he couldn't do an x-ray for me over the phone, yeah. he will not be able to tell you, dear listener, exactly how this will affect you. Yeah. Specifically talk to a doctor that has actually trained or done a, a yeah. residency fellowship in, in, in this case, it would be either endocrinology or whatever. I don't, I haven't heard of any, but there's a variation with a focus on nutrition or fitness mm -hmm. you, you want someone who sees this every day there's there's a reason why you want the surgeon that's done 10,000 of this one yes. surgery as opposed to the one that's only done a hundred so mm -hmm. you know well, I can sit here and, and tell you I'm, all that I learned for my my board yeah <laughs> you want to go to someone who's actually used these medications and seen their effects um and can you know easily sort of find the the, the studies that will you know can can help you make that best decision um, especially if you're sort of unable to, if you're not really familiar with how um, medical literature is, is written and how studies and like what, what you're looking for and what makes a high quality study. Especially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All, right. All right. Well, that was that's that's an hour, yeah, boys. That, that's a pretty good way to, to cap things off. Yes. Um, I guess. Thank you, Chris, yeah. for coming on. <laughs> this has been really fun. Um, um, we'll definitely have you on again at some point mm -hmm. uh, as your schedule allows and our topics crest into your area of expertise mm -hmm. or don't we'll have you on for random things too yeah. <laughs> you, you can hear about how none of us should have survived 2015 yes oh yeah that's the that'll be a that, series of that, episodes at some thing. point am i allowed to give some like unsolicited advice 100 yes okay gotcha so my weight loss trick right what works for me is become an intern <laughs> go to medical school yeah. do your four years Go into a residency, and your first year, I promise you, especially if you're doing surgery, you will lose at least 20 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I can promise you. All right. That's a result well. of stress, not eating, generalized anxiety. Generalized, exactly.
not being able to eat because of work. Yes. <laughs> Can't get out of surgery long. Yeah. <laughs> it's like intermittent fasting, but for 32 hours in a row. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you, everyone, for uh, watching and or listening to this episode. Uh, we appreciate your support as always. Follow us on all of our socials at ULA Podcast. Uh, again, this episode will be... We're working on when it's going to come out. Yeah. Um, but By the time it's out, we may be on Apple. We may not. Yeah. I, I guess if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, welcome you to Apple Podcasts. You found out, yeah. Uh, um, we will definitely... If you look at any of our socials, um, so that's Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, we have our link tree on there. Mm-hmm. And... That currently has links to our Google Podcasts and our Spotify. The moment, we're not going to wait for an episode drop. The nope. moment that, <laughs> that we get confirmation that we, that we have been accepted, accepted by, by the big b- boys, by the big Apple, <laughs> uh, we, we will have that Steve link Jobs. uploaded. Yeah, all, hail the, all hail the ghost of Steve Jobs. Um, Yes. So that, that, now that I've properly cut you off. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, again, thanks for listening. Uh, we will see you all in the next one. Follow us on our socials. Uh, DM us. Tweet us. Uh, everything at ULA Podcast. Use hashtag unsolicited lifting device. Hashtag Team ULA. Uh, thank you. We love all y'all. See you in the next one. Have a good one. See you.